Hey there, Braves fans. Welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. It is good to be back with you once again, guys. Uh, it has been a little while for me. Um, I had a wedding to go to with some very close friends and uh, a couple other things have gotten in the way, just regular life. So I apologize for the little bit of a long layover for me, but I am back and very happy to be back with you guys. The Braves are definitely back uh, to their winning ways as well. Since I've been with you, uh, the Braves now stand at 24-11, and 11, the best record in the National League. It is not without some bumps in the road. Um, that was actually uh, the last, um, last title of my last episode, and yet uh, some bumps have continued to happen for the Braves. This season seems like, even though the record looks really good, uh, it's kind of a weird feeling right now for me because uh, they are also experiencing... Uh, and have experienced a lot of health issues throughout this first month plus of the season. Uh, and that continues, uh, you know, don't want to put a big damper on this episode, but we're, we'll talk about that a little bit. Some of these things are unknowns though, so uh, we can't really focus too much on it. But uh, nonetheless, the Braves got a big series win uh, this weekend uh, as they took on the Orioles. This is not a a series, or it wasn't a series that you would expect to be a big showdown, a clash of titans at the beginning of the year, but the Orioles have played really, really well. And, um, you know, they're an up-and-coming young team, and maybe they're for real. Uh, they, they look the part in some ways. Um, I don't think they have quite the pitching as the Braves do, but they are a very talented young team. Braves fans can appreciate the look of a team that is building from within and has some young stars and start to build around that. So that's definitely the Orioles. And they took it to the Braves in the first game of this series. Uh, I'll get into those those games in a little bit. But I wanted to, as I try to do every time, start with some Braves news. Uh, so the first is kind of negative. You know, uh, Kyle Wright goes on the 15-day IL uh, a couple days ago uh, with some more shoulder inflammation. So this is a little concerning to say the least. He was obviously dealing with this over the course of the offseason, uh, he got a cortisone shot. Uh, they were very slow in bringing him up uh, into the regular season. You know, he didn't start with the team on opening day. And he was, you know, seemed to be pretty good into his first few starts. And then he has to leave uh, uh, early into his last start and then placed on the IL. So anything shoulder-related, you definitely get nervous about, especially with this being an issue that they already tried to address. And obviously, whatever was going on, it's not um, totally healed. Uh, so you hope that this will not be a long-term thing, but we've experienced Wright and Iglesias on the IL for fairly long periods of time with, with shoulder stuff. I would not expect this to be a short-term thing. I, I just hope that it's something that can be resolved uh, within this season. And we see Kyle Wright again somewhat soon, but I don't know that it's going to be very soon. So we'll have to wait and see on Kyle Wright. Obviously, it will put pressure on the Braves' depth at starting pitcher. Uh, I think the Braves are in much better shape than most teams would be in that scenario. Uh, but uh, as we'll get into here in a second, they might be tested even more. So so the Braves are a at a little bit of a tenuous position right now in terms of their starting pitching. Uh, the good news, however, is while... Wright was going on the IL. Rizel Iglesias is coming off of the IL finally. 
and he made his debut against the Orioles in this series, and he looks really good. Uh, just absolutely no issues. He got the save in game two of that series. He came back in in today's game, Sunday's game, and uh, pitched a really smooth um, and pretty important uh, inning as well. So it is great to have him back. I think that is a huge key for the Braves, uh, who started the season, the bullpen looking really good, even without Iglesias. And then these last couple weeks has not been good. Um, you can say the Braves have really had kind of a middle-of-the-road bullpen at best uh, to start this season. Mentor, of course, having some struggles uh, in the closer's role. So getting Iglesias back, being able to slide everybody back into maybe more comfortable positions where you're not relying as much on a Jesse Chavez to pitch really crucial innings for you, uh, getting Mentor back to his eighth-inning role. Uh, you know, you probably have McHugh and um, – and Anderson and Lee probably as as other guys who are going to pitch some of the more crucial innings uh, for you. But but getting Iglesias back is really crucial. He was probably the best reliever in all of baseball in the second half of the season last year. He was a huge pickup for the Braves, and he can be that again. Um, you don't want to put too much on him. They they won't be be able to lean on him too much as they're getting him back to full strength. But it is awesome to have him back. Uh, so while Iglesias was brought up and Wright was sent down, you did have one spot start from Dylan Dodd in Miami. He pitched pretty well, got the win there, but was sent back down. So right now the Braves only have four starters on their active roster with Iglesias up. That obviously will not um, be the case for much longer. They do have an off day on Monday, but I think some things are going to happen. I think Monday, even though it's an off day, could be a really important day for the Braves. Um, as the active roster might might change a little bit. Uh, so again, you're, you're likely to have a, a starter come up who will get the call, especially if, if Kyle Wright is down long-term, is the bigger question, right? I mean, it's, it is three obvious names. It's Schuster, it's Dodd, and it's a guy we haven't seen yet in Mike Soroka. And he, his last start was not pretty. Uh, I don't know... I, I don't know what the per, you know what the reasons were for that. I think he gave up like eight runs um, over you know short amount of innings. I don't think he's had that kind of bad start before that. Um, but nonetheless, I don't know that that is giving you a lot of confidence that he's quite ready to come up. Obviously, we had a, a pretty decent spot start from Dodd. Schuster just pitched six innings of no hit baseball in his last start. He had not looked really good before that, but that's obviously an encouraging sign. So they're going to have to lean maybe on all three of these guys uh, pretty heavily uh, by the end of the season. And obviously at least one of them they'll have to lean on pretty soon. Uh, so uh, I think Monday we'll get a better idea of who they will be calling up and leaning on, at least in the short term, with right out. Um, but yeah, like I said, Iglesias coming up, really important for the bullpen. I think uh, the key, though, is to keep that bullpen fresh. And so whoever you're bringing up as a, as a starter really needs to, um, to do well. Now, the other part of this that is a little strange, you know, Max Fried did not have a great start um, in game one of the Orioles series. It was actually going pretty well for him uh, until it all fell apart late. Um, and yet he was getting some hard hit balls late. And then after the game, uh, reports were that, uh, well, 
his his place in the starting rotation for Wednesday, his normal start had turned to uh, to be announced situation. And so that's a little concerning. We don't really know why he was not taken out of the game for an injury, but the Braves seem pretty hush hush on what's going on with Freed. So that makes me very nervous. Uh, I was not able to watch that game. Like I said, I was away uh, at a wedding. And so that was particularly the game I, I wasn't able to see much of, listen to a little bit of it on radio. But, um, you know, just looking at some of the highlights late when Freed came out, maybe the fastball velocity was down a little bit, but he looked good through most of that game. So uh, nonetheless, just the reports coming out, it's it's making me nervous as to something might be going on with him. Maybe it's physical, maybe it's mental, maybe it's something else that we don't know about. So again, I, I think tomorrow, uh, Monday, it, we could be hearing some news on Freed and who will make that start on Wednesday. Obviously, if he's hurt, we're going to get some news on that. Um, at least by Wednesday, we'll, we'll know something. So uh, cross your fingers fingers on that one. Obviously, uh, an injured Max Freed and an injured Kyle Wright at the same time would be really a really bad situation for the Braves, um, and we'll just hope that that's not the case. Um, a couple other things that happened this week. Braden Shoemake made his debut. He was called up, and so some real <laughs> – Interesting shortstop switching going on in the Braves organization right now. So Shoemake was called up. He made his debut uh, during the Orioles series. Then uh, just, I think today, uh, Sunday, Grissom was optioned back down to AAA while Orlando Arcia made his return. Uh, so it was cool to see Arcia back. I mean, if you've been watching Grissom, it's no secret that he's been struggling defensively. Kind of some of those those issues that, uh, maybe I should have been a little more, you know, aware of. I, I'm sure a lot of you guys were hoping because Grissom is the best bat of of these three. We're hoping that his defense was going to be good enough, but he's definitely had some struggles since he was called up. Um, so it looks like the Braves are are very happy for Arcia to return, and that they're going to be happy with Shoemake as a backup option at least in the meantime. We'll see moving forward what happens to Grissom. Will he start getting some outfield uh, looks in AAA? I've been wondering that for a while. Obviously, they love his bat. He didn't show a lot of power while he was up in the big leagues. Uh, a lot of singles um, and kind of an interesting, um, you know, he started struggling with the bat too late. So I, I think that was kind of the writing on the wall for him. But um, obviously, the Braves are not giving up on Vaughn Grissom. I still like him a lot. It's just uh, important to remember how young of a player he is. He is not a finished product, so hopefully to see him back somewhat soon. But Arcia is back. Um, he he did have a double in in his first game back in this last game of the Orioles series. You know he's he also had a bad at bat late uh, where he tapped back to the or not even tapped back. He tapped to the catcher and then Harris got thrown out in extra innings. It could have been really costly, but ended up the Braves of of course winning this game, but. It's going to be Arcia. Sometimes he's going to give you some good things. Sometimes he's going to give you some bad at-bats. But he did also make a really good defensive play in today's game. So that's kind of exactly what you expect from Arcia. Um, but nonetheless, it looks like Arcia's back as the starting shortstop for the Braves. And Shoemake's going to be the backup. And Grissom's down in AAA, hopefully getting better. And, you know, it'll be very interesting to see where he slots in long-term in terms of his position. Uh 
Acuna and Harris both had some injury scares this week. Acuna gets ripped in the um, in the upper shoulder area in the last game of the New York series, and then he came back. I think I don't think actually he even missed a game, um, and he's looked just fine ever since. But that was a little bit of a scary thing. He did have to come out in the very first inning of that game, so. Uh, that happened, and then Michael Harris had a really scary knee situation go on um, in the um, Miami series. And, uh, again, he's popped back. He's wearing a knee brace now, but he, he looks good. He obviously had the game-winning hit today. And, uh, actually, I think his at-bats, he had not had a hit until that game-winning hit today, but I thought his at-bats generally looked a lot better, staying on the ball more. We know that he has tremendous power to the opposite field. And, you know, just getting him going, it's amazing to me that the Braves are 24-11 and 11 and have gotten very little from Michael Harris this year. Uh, it's, it's really encouraging in a lot of ways that the Braves have been able to win at, during this time period of so much injury and upheaval with a lot of different things going on. I mean, guys, Michael Harris could, for the next two or three months, be one of the best players in Major League Baseball if he just, you know, hits his stride and let's not forget how talented he is he's just had a really tough weird start to his season with injury uh, but I'm really hoping that he gets it going soon and and I think being a part of this win you know getting the game winning hit okay yeah now he can really start feeling a little more relaxed and confident up at the plate um Another good bit of news going on is Travis Darno. He's been out for so long. If you know much about concussions, it's just nothing to mess around with. This was his fourth concussion, and every one, every concussion is different. You're gonna have different symptoms going on, and basically, every time they were ramping up activity with Darno, you know, it's after the fact that you want to see is he having any symptoms, you know, blurred vision or headaches or that sort of thing, and he was. Um, Obviously, he was enough for them to not be comfortable putting him out fully in a game. And this is, of course, next level concern with a catcher because you're constantly in danger of contacting the head. You know, a foul ball to the mask or, or you know, a follow through of the bat to the top of the helmet. That sort of thing happens all the time with catchers, as we know. So he's got to be good to go. It looks like he must be because he is catching in AAA right now on a rehab as, hab assignment. And we know with the Braves typically, once you're on a rehab assignment, it's probably only a few days from him rejoining. I wouldn't be shocked with the day off Monday that he comes back Tuesday, but maybe they take a little bit longer for him to come back. We'll, uh, we'll see on that one, but it'll be great to have Darno back. He's obviously a, a huge glue guy to that clubhouse. And, you know, he was also hitting really well when he went down. Uh, so having him in the lineup some too, either DHing or you know giving Murphy some days off, and maybe Murphy is DHing would be would be pretty cool. But guys, listen, with all this stuff going on for the Braves, some of it really good and some of it's pretty frustrating with the injuries. The Braves still stand as the best team in the National League with the best record at twenty four and eleven. We can be encouraged of that, uh, and they are currently at least dominating the National League East. The Mets are sputtering. The Phillies are struggling even even with Bryce Harper back. Um, the Mets uh, are tied with Miami in the second spot in the NL East, both at 17 and 18, and Philly is 16 and 19. Uh, so 
the Braves have a cushion. Yes, it's very early. We know that uh, the Mets had a, a big cushion last year, but uh, this is something to feel really good about. Currently, it's just like none of these teams below them are finding any kind of stride right now. Uh, in fact, you know, the Braves are the only National League East team with a positive run differential. The Braves are plus 56 in runs scored against their opponents this year. Um, the Mets are minus 10, and Philly is like minus 30 almost, uh, almost as bad as uh, as Washington. Um, and Miami is even worse, but they've had a lot of good luck, and, and I think they're going to fade pretty quickly if, if you ask me. But um, look, New York – is a little different in that they're just getting DeGrom, or DeGrom, yeah, they wish. They're just getting Scherzer and uh, and Verlander, Verlander back. And so their their pitching staff is going to get much better. Uh, their, you know, their offense to me is not super scary. They're super annoying because they just foul off pitch after pitch. Um, but it will be interesting to see how much they get from Verlander and Scherzer. You guys know that I had my doubts about New York because the age of both of those two guys and, and the season started kind of that way. But it doesn't mean that they're going to be hurt all season. I mean, if Furlander and Scherzer come back healthy and now the Braves have right and free going down, it flips the script in a big way. So, again, this is why uh, Freed and his situation uh, hopefully will resolve itself in a positive way here in a day or two. Uh, but, again, it, it does make me nervous, and we know that the season is very far from over. We're not going to make the same mistake that a lot of Mets fans and Mets commentators made last year on that one. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. Just an encouraging, uh, encouraging series win for the Braves against the Orioles uh, in these last three games. If you've been watching the Braves this season, while their record is really good, uh, there are two negatives that I would just put out there up to or leading up to this series, and that would be they have not won consistently at home, and uh, they have not beaten uh, the better teams. Uh, they they struggled against the Padres. They got swept against the Astros. And then here you have an Orioles team that's been one of the best teams in the AL coming into Atlanta. Well, the Braves take the series 2-1, two, two to one, and uh, that's a very good thing. It's I think just another kind of psychological thing that I think is important in baseball. Uh, I think it is important that the Braves uh, are winning games at home with their fans going nuts. And the Braves won a, a, a day game, which they've had struggled with weirdly over the last two seasons. Uh, so this was actually a morning game, uh, this uh, this Sunday game, So, which is a little annoying, by the way, uh, that they're I don't know if you you were able to catch it if you didn't have Peacock, uh, which thankfully I do. But if you didn't have Peacock, you weren't able to watch this last game. I, don't, I just don't know why baseball is doing this with all the streaming options. It's um, pretty frustrating if you ask me. But but nonetheless, um, very good win. I'm going to go mostly into game three in the recap of this series simply because, like I said, guys, I was out of town. Did not, did not get to catch the full games of game one or game two. But uh, looking back actually before this Orioles series, really quickly, the Marlins series, the Braves sweep the Marlins, um, which while you say they should, I mean, they have beaten uh, Sandy uh, Alcantara in back-to-back -back of his starts against them. That's really good stuff. But the biggest news in the Marlins series was Marcelo Zuna came to life suddenly. And I mean suddenly. 
You know, he's going from an 070 batting average and doing nothing and getting booed every time up to uh, hitting, I think he hit four home runs in that series, something like that. I mean, he went crazy, including a grand slam uh, and, and several other hits. I mean, it's just like he came to life. Uh, he hit another home run in the Orioles series. It uh, looks like he's come back to earth a little bit um, since then, but he does look better generally at the plate, and Snicker's given him at bats because he's hitting the ball. Uh, so we'll see how long that lasts. I mean, you guys, very, it's it's well documented. I'm no huge fan of Marcelo Zuna, but if he's going to be in the lineup, I mean, it's, it's good when he's hitting, and he does have the ability uh, in hot streaks to carry a team. Uh, that is one thing I will say. Um, you just, he just hasn't had many hot streaks over the last two years. Uh, so hopefully he will stay on that. But anyways, getting back to the Orioles series game one, unfortunately things fell apart for the Braves late. They weren't getting much offensively in this game. Um, and Max Freed threw two balls away, which is just very odd for him. Um, two kind of different situations on those two throwing errors, but nonetheless, he had that situation going on he gets knocked out of the game um it's a bases loaded situation um and uh joe jimenez comes in which he has been struggling unfortunately for the braves uh bullpen he comes in and gives up a grand slam to anthony santander and uh that was kind of that that made the game eight to one late um i will say though huge shout out to sean murphy hits a three-run homer in the eighth inning Sean Murphy, guys, I'm going to talk about him a little bit more, but just awesome work from him from behind the plate and at the plate. Uh, game two against the Orioles, it was a great comeback win. You know, after just a stinker of a game one, uh, you know, I'm, I'm following them on the radio and I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not feeling too good because, uh, you know, back-to-back -back losses, it's just kind of, at this point in the season, as good as they've been, again, like I said, against the better teams, they just haven't shown up, especially at home. And then Kevin Pillar comes to play, and in the eighth inning, he hits a two-run homer to put the Braves up. Russell Iglesias comes in, shuts the door. Just awesome way to end the game at home. And then game three today, Bryce Elder, guys, he has been huge. I mean, I just cannot say enough about Bryce Elder and, and what he has done uh, after not winning a job coming out of spring training, he could have been frustrated, hung his head, you know, said, screw these guys <laughs> or whatever. He did not do that. And I mean, to his credit, he has just come in every, uh, every opportunity, every, every time out, you know, he's not throwing 95, he's throwing 90, 91, but he's got four decent pitches that he can throw strikes. And after he kind of figured out that he has to throw, you know, basically throw strikes with, with his pitches um, and not nibble. He's been just such a, such a better pitcher this season than he was last. Uh, you know, he, there's nothing flashy about Elder, but he has been effective every time out. So I, I just cannot say enough things about him. And I think, especially with these, these injuries, the injury to Kyle Wright, I mean, I don't think Elder's going anywhere, guys. He is going to be a key throughout this entire season. So, Hopefully he can continue to do what he's doing. Um, the bullpen also came up big in this game. Um, you know, Elder comes out, um, and then McHugh came in for more than an inning. I think actually two plus innings. Then, and he had a, a great outing. 
He's remember he's coming back from his shoulder injury too. And then Iglesias comes in, pitches a clean inning, and unfortunately the Braves have to go into um, into extra innings. They're down. Or sorry, in extra innings, uh, they bring in Chavez, who has not been as as good lately. And I'm super nervous in this situation. And he does, you know, with the with the runner at second rule now, um, you know, you can kind of live with giving out of it after the run, to tie it through that, and then Duncan had a um, a great time out there. Got a huge uh, assist outfield assist from Acuna, which helped him out. But Tonkin, I mean, I, I got to give him a lot of credit too. You know, he's a great, uh, great story for the Braves in the bullpen. This guy who's been mostly, you know, relegated to AAA for most most of his career. He's been really big for the Braves, and he was big in this one too. He was super pumped on the mound, which I I really appreciate. Those guys, those those bullpen guys who get really fired up. He was, and. Um, and after that throw from Acuna, he should have been fired up. It was an awesome one. If you haven't seen that, go check that one out on the highlight reel. Um, so anyways, the Braves are able to win it in the 11th. Michael Harris comes up, hits one to the gap. And like I said, guys, I'm really encouraged by all of his at-bats today. He had a couple where you could just tell he just missed. He hit one to the wall where the guy almost, I mean, I think he kind of had a mini hop to, to catch that ball. So he was about two feet away from a home run earlier in the game. And then this one, one just in the gap, it was to the wall, hit hit at the base of the wall. Um, and so, yeah, I think Harris is really starting to look better, and I'm encouraged by that for sure. Getting Harris back is going to be really big for the Braves. And I just feel generally better about this offense right now, right? Harris, Albies has been really good. I got to mention that. He had an awesome series against the Marlins, and he really continued it against the Orioles. Like I said, Ozuna has kind of come to life. Rosario's looked a lot better. You're getting some some hits from Pilar and and you know some of these other guys. So this is super great. I mean, it, it's we know that this team is really capable offensively. Uh, in baseball, you're never going to have all eight or nine guys going good at the same time. But with the Braves, you feel pretty confident that four or five guys every night are going to have some kind of uh, part to play in in their offense. Um, all right, but as far as, I mean, I do want to particularly highlight two guys, right? It is a team, uh, and all these guys are, are talented and have been better, but I just got to shout out majorly to Sean Murphy and Ronald Acuna. I mean, these two guys have been lights out really since the beginning of the season. I'm going to give you some stats mostly over the last 15 games, uh, but they have been awesome all season so far. So Sean Murphy, again, guys, he came in and I was skeptical, skeptical, not necessarily of Sean Murphy, but, you know, the trade, William Contreras going away. I mean, I liked Contreras a lot. It, by the numbers, Murphy didn't look like that much better than Contreras. And he has proven to be one of the best players in baseball to this point um, this season. Cannon for an arm. If you, I mean, if you've seen any of his throws to second base, just throwing out people, it's a, it's beautiful, and it's special. I mean, it's different uh, than most catchers. And 
just that in of itself is pretty cool to have a guy behind the plate like that. I mean, I can't remember the last time the Braves had a, a guy who could throw out runners at a really good pace. Uh, but over his last 15 games, Murphy's hit 306 with a 433 on base percentage and a 633 slugging percentage. I mean, that is next level. Uh, five home runs during that span, 14 RBIs. And this includes that game in New York City, uh, two home runs, six RBIs against the Mets. Um, in one game uh, that basically won the game single-handedly with those two home runs. You know, one thing I really appreciate about Murphy, I mean, he swings hard, but he's also very patient. Uh, he has a great eye at the plate. Uh, he's, and that has been consistent throughout his, his career. I mean, this is not something that's just happening. So it's really encouraging to see. I think, you know, he might settle in to hit about 250, 260, 270. But I think you might see his on base consistently be about 100 points higher than his, uh, his batting average. So getting on base, even when he's not handing the ball hard, but being, you know, being really selective with his swings and his barrel rate is very high because of that. And they say generally, you know, that's how to, that's how to be a better hitter. It's the best determiner of who is a great hitter is who swings at strikes, and who does not swing at balls. And he's doing that really well right now. You know, he's been forced to play almost every day with Darno being out, um, and he's doing an awesome job of it. Right now he is second in baseball in both slugging percentage and OPS, which OPS is on base plus slugging percentage. So um, that those are two really good things to be ranked highly in. And to be a an elite defensive catcher in doing that, it makes you an incredibly valuable player. Um, and that is showing in the fact that as of right now, Sean Murphy leads baseball in war by, I mean, across all baseball. He leads. He's number one, guys. Um, that's by Fangrass. Fangrass war, he's at 2.3 war already this season. Uh, and again, we're just over a month into the season. That's a crazy number to already be at 2.3. And I also just really like Murphy's mentality. He's he's a quiet guy. He's a just, I mean, as they say, like a lunch pail guy. He's just ready to go to work. He loves the game. He's kind of quiet, uh, but he's been consistently really good so far. You know, he might go into some slumps, and, and we he hasn't been around the Braves enough yet maybe to see that. But um, you just also wonder, being being in Oakland for as long as he was, in, on bad teams, and especially last year with like no one else hitting in front of him or behind him, he was kind of the guy. And, um, you know, just how much that that tamped down his numbers offensively. Uh, he's got to be just super hyped to be with the Braves, playing meaningful games, and he's definitely showing a lot right now uh, behind the plate for the Braves. And then, like I said, Ronald Acuna, guys. We just got to continue to appreciate Acuna. I think we all forgot a little bit about how awesome this guy was last year. You know, he's out for the second half of 2021, but we really didn't see the true Ronald Acuna in 2022. He's kind of a shadow of himself. And now we see the fully healthy Acuna again. And it's just special, right? I mean, he's, he's maybe the most purely talented player in baseball. And he's showing it. Uh, so over his last 15 games, uh, he is hitting 288 
with a 406 on base percentage uh, and a 538 slugging percentage. That's really good stuff. Uh, three home runs, 10 RBIs, and seven steals. In great defense. I mean, he's just doing everything really well uh, right now. He looks like a gold glover out there. Like I mentioned, he made an awesome outfield assist to gun a guy out at third base in a really big situation um, in today's game. He was the April Player of the Month, uh, which is voted on across baseball, and uh, and he deserved it. And it was probably between him and Murphy, uh, honestly, but but he won it. Uh, he's first in steals. He's first in runs scored across all baseball right now. And he is, you could not find two more opposite players probably than Murphy and Acuna just in how they go about their business. You know, Murphy is, is quiet. Uh, Acuna is flashy. Uh, but he has the game to do it, right? He backs it up for sure. And while Murphy leads uh, Major League Baseball in war, guess who's number two? Ronald Acuna Jr. is number two at 2.1 war for the season. So these two guys, I mean, guys, do not uh, do not doubt the level of value that these two have brought to the team in which, you know, you've had Austin Riley struggle through much, much of this early season. You've had Olsen kind of up and down. You've had, you know, several other things happening. And, of course, with Darno going out for injury, with injury. Um, these two guys have been huge to why are the Braves 24 and 11 right now? It's not just these two guys, but they have a big part to play in it. Uh, so I just hope that they both continue to play this way. And maybe we have an MVP one and two, uh, debate at the end of this season over these two guys. That would be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, guys, the, the things I'm waiting for just to wrap up this episode, I'm waiting for Riley to break out. I mentioned to you guys, I really, really like Austin Riley. He's one of my favorite Braves. Um, I just want him to be a little more consistent at the plate, and I know he wants that too. I mean, he's struggling through some stuff. He did get a couple more hits in this series, but then he didn't do much today. Uh, so, anyways, you know, when he catches fire, we all know that he's as good as anybody in baseball when he's hot. So, hopefully that happens really soon, um, that he snaps out of that funk. But the main thing I'm waiting for is to hear about Freed and Wright and their health. Uh, if both of those guys go down for the year or for a long portion of the year, it totally changes this season. I don't know that it derails this season because this is an incredibly talented team, but it could really impact them in big ways. So let's hope for the best. Um, I'll be back with you guys uh, hopefully in a few days. And I appreciate you guys being patient with me with, uh, you know, not being with you for the last last several days. And uh, but it was really good to be back with you guys. And I'll talk to you soon.